Are you happy with your life's decisions? Some of them, perhaps, but what about all of them? What if, by changing your thought patterns, you could manifest a magical, mysterious, and inspired life? Welcome to Sacred Haven Living with host Carolyn McGee. Learn from amazing guests who have taken their lives to a whole new level, along with intuitive wisdom from your host. It's time to live the life you've always dreamed about. Now, here is Carolyn McGee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sacred Haven Living. My name is Carolyn McGee, and uh, I am here to take you on a magical journey to help you really tap into the power of the support that's all around us. You know, we can sometimes get a little bit stuck in our heads and forget the spirit that is around us. So I have got um, Margaret Lynch Ranieri here with me today, a friend and mentor. So she is going to help guide us to the Healing Through the Heart portal. So to start with, I invite you to just walk down the path with me. There's a beautiful, magical path that enters a sacred garden. It's our sacred haven. It's where we get to heal ourselves and journey to make imagination and reality merge. And as you notice ahead, there is this beautiful reflection pool. So let's just gather around that pool and create our sacred space. So whether you are watching this live or you're listening to it later, we are all energetically connected. So let's gather around. And if you're comfortable, just put your hands out to your sides and connect with the person next to you. Feel their energy. You may even feel a little tingle in your hands and notice that this power of sacred haven, this lifestyle that we're stepping into is magical. And it's also real, even though you're not standing in reality next to it. So just close your eyes and let's take in three deep breaths. And one more. And three. And I invite you to think of something that you'd like to transform today. What in your heart, your, your body has challenged you? Are you stuck someplace? We are going to be focusing on healing the physical body, the first four chakras, and really understanding how to release the energy that's there so our hearts can be open and magnetic. So just put into the back of your mind or maybe the front of your mind something that you'd like to release. And as we walk along, Margaret, I'm wondering, do you have anything that you want to share with the listeners just about the experience of being in such a sacred place? Well, as you were speaking, Carolyn, and thank you so much for having me, um, I was thinking about how, how do we get into the sacred spaces within us? And it often starts mm-hmm. with feeling our feet and, uh, and the imagining of what it would feel like to walk barefoot down your pathway to your reflecting pool is an interesting thought because as soon as we start to feel down into our body, we start to become more, more grounded and more yeah. in our sacredness, 
of our of our internal experience. Um, and that puts us in a state of less resistance. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's one of the reasons that I love to walk bare feet, whether it is, it doesn't matter the temperature, as long as it's not snowing. Snow I have a problem with, but other than that, I'm outside at all weather, allowing my feet to touch the ground. So that's a great reminder for people. So let's just wander down here. I'm kind of seeing a little bit of a pink glow off to the right-hand side of the garden. Do you see that? I usually see green. Mm, Well, let's wander up and see what we find. It might be the high heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So let's just wander along a little bit and go by some of the other portals and the other magic that kind of is shimmering around us and come up to the healing through the heart portal. Now, it's going to be experienced differently for everyone. Just like Margaret said, she's seeing green, I'm seeing pink. And what I'm seeing is, for me, is a big piece of rose quartz that's shaped like a heart. So, um, I am just going to go up and put my hand on it. And Margaret, do you want to put your hand on it with me too? Sure, sure. Awesome. Let's grow. And so now I'm seeing this whole new area of Sacred Haven opening up for us to be able to go in and relax and learn a little bit more about how we can use the energy of our lower chakras through our heart and have really profound healing. So let's just go in and get settled. Find a chair that works for you. I'm going to sit on this nice moss-covered rock over here. (laughs) So, you know, you talked about really connecting in with your feet and, you know, um, understanding, you know, for, for people who don't really understand the lower chakras, you know, a lot of times people talk so much about the upper chakras and the you know, the connection into spirit and, um, you know, our third eye and our intuition and our throat and speaking. And yes, it's very, very important. But, you know, what, what is so important about the lower chakras that the people might not understand? I think for me, the biggest thing is that um, our, our mind is so active, especially when we're, we're smart, accomplished people who, who love learning and love life and, and frankly have a lot to think about. Like women in general, we are massive multitaskers and we're often responsible for so many things, both in home and in our jobs. And where we're not, we sometimes still take on that responsibility. And so there's so much energy running in our mind that um, it becomes kind of a blind spot. So even when we're thinking a lot about feelings and emotions and, um, you know, how do I move more into my heart space, there's still so much thinking going on that often it's hard to realize Um, that part of that thinking that we don't often challenge is part of what blocks us. Part of what blocks um, our allowing our heart to be more open, not to other people, because we are classically good at giving love. (laughs) But (laughs) our own sacred, like the feminine sacred energy of receiving in, right? Of receiving in. And, you know, you talked about magic, Uh, and miracles and being all around us in this sacred space. And for so so many of us women, it's like, well, that's the thing I'm actually not good at is letting in and receiving and asking is a big Mm. piece of that. 
Um, and so coming down into our body, you know, when you said that that heart-shaped pink of piece of rose quartz, I'm holding this, which is oh, a beautiful of labradorite, right? And so mm-hmm. um, very, very grounding stone, but also heart-shaped um, and, and moving into our body often reveals the ways that we block or resist allowing things in, right? Allowing things in. And I can give you some very specific examples of that. Yeah, I would love to. I just wanted to add that, you know, in our body, right at our diaphragm, um, there's a valve, a spiritual valve right there, energetic, that if we can't open up the energy in our lower chakras to really move into our hearts, then we're never going to be able to fully manifest because, you know, the energy of creation comes through our lower chakras. And I'm sure you'll mention that more, but, you know, opening up that energetic center through, you know, through conscious awareness and opening up all of our chakras just allows almost like a pillar of light, a connection to go all the way from our crown down into the ground so that we are more open and we just can access all of the energy that's available to us. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's, you know, to just talk at such a practical level, because, you know, you and I are both mm-hmm. engineers, and I yes. came into this healing work, you know, 15 years ago, um, as I became a coach leaving corporate America, I come to it from a very practical, practical mm-hmm. perspective, right? And so when we sort of take a breath and slow down and sit still for a minute, mm-hmm. often a lot of us start to notice well, I have all these things that I got to do that I'm worrying about, or, you know, things that I don't want to happen that I'm worried are happening, or that I should be doing that I'm not really doing. And why aren't I doing it? And what happens is we start to be aware of the some level of the stress response or the fight or flight Mm -hmm. that we are in. And it sounds so pedestrian to talk about the fight or flight, but any level that we have of that sort of worry or fear that I'm trying not to feel takes us out of our lower chakras and and has us much more up here with energy that is less productive and more spinning, right? Mm. So when we're in fight or flight mode, we are not as passionate. We are not as creative. We are not as powerful. And we've evolved to not be because the fight or flight says, I actually need to be like on guard, hypervigilantly thinking and thinking and worrying about things and then trying not to, because if I felt into that, I would, I would first have to feel some of my really painful feelings, right? So lower chakra, um, as soon as we get into our body, often people will say, you know, I'll, I'll say it on a scale mm-hmm. of one to 10, how true does this feel? I don't actually feel safe. And a lot of people will say, oh, that unfortunately feels very true to me, right? So so coming into our body should be a sacred haven. You should come home to your body and be like, oh, I feel so good just being in me. But that the, the things that keep us out of our body, which means out of our second chakra, less powerful in our third chakra, and certainly um, blocking receiving in our heart chakra because there's too many other things to worry about, right? So um, we lose part of that power. And yes, we can think a lot and we can visualize mm-hmm. a lot and we can imagine a lot. Um, but where's the power behind it to really feel passionate and then take action on it, right? Yeah, it's really that's really 
feel deserving in my heart in letting mm-hmm. me do something. And that's the most powerful thing, you know, over the years that I've been doing this work, I notice there's a lot of people that are still living in their heads. And, you know, yeah, we, you and I have that engineering background and, and the corporate America stuff um, in common. And they, I've noticed even people who are, you know, highly spiritual and really connected in, you know, I do a lot of work with the angels and uh, I have a lot of friends that are in that circle. They're still in their head. They're receiving it and they're connecting and they're guided and they've got all of the information and a million really brilliant downloads, but they're not pulling them down through their hearts into their body to take action. And, you know, that the world's missing out something, right? Because, because they're not taking this beautiful information and delivering it. Yeah, and it and I I think where the rubber meets the road, right? And again, I've been doing this for 15 years now, both mm-hmm. personal growth with people through my books, through my programs, and then and then about um, in 2012, I started training coaches and therapists in my methods, right? And so um, I've been at it a long time. Like I put in my 10,000 hours, and what <laughs> I find is when I take someone like that and I push them a little bit on why they're not taking mm-hmm. the real action in their life that matches what they're saying their goals are, it's because in order to do that, they would have to deal with some feelings, some real yeah. honest feelings down in their body, which is different than worry and anxiety, actual fear. Like I'm afraid of how people react, for example, if I started taking that action or I started treating myself better and acting like I deserve yeah. it right? Or I'd have to feel um, how heartbroken I am because I tried that once and it didn't work. So down in our lower chakras, it can be messy. And that's a good reason to avoid being in there. It's just not (laughs) productive, right? And so there's so much of this. um, That sounds smart. That sounds on fire. That sounds logical. And like everything I'm thinking is brilliant. But there's a big piece of it that's actually saying, I don't want to feel what I would have to feel if I came mm-hmm. down out of my head a little bit, um, because heads are brilliant, right? We're brilliant minds. Oh, yeah. But there's a piece of it that says, I don't want to feel what I would have to feel if I stop in this thinking mode and come down into my body and really sit with, why aren't I bringing my secret power to the world. Why am I holding myself back there? And that's a, you know, can I use the word sucky? That's a sucky (laughs) conversation to have and to feel with oneself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's where it's in the lower, it's usually a second chakra, grief and sadness and sometimes anger and disappointment that needs Mm -hmm. to move up and out. And when we do... Now we have our second chakra back because now we have a like, okay, I've grieved. I'm ready now to to be so excited that I kind of don't care what people think, right? Because I'm just, I'm doing it, right? It's like, you know, you on this podcast, there is something in you that it's like, hey, right in this show, I am going to put myself and what I believe out there in a real, solid, tangible Carolyn McGee way. Um, and if you had let fear stop you, right, you would still be thinking about it three years from now. 
Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And here we are. And you, I think that was one of the big gifts um, of working, you know, with you and with some of the other people that I've worked with is, uh, you know, being able to connect all the energy all the way through my body because I was trapped in my brain. I had, uh, or in my head, because <laughs> I was, you know, I had this multi-purpose thing going. I had these angelic downloads and I had this logical thinking and, uh, but it wasn't going anywhere and um, actually was creating uh, st- traditional businesses. You know, my dog walking business was thriving because it was more traditional, but to take something a slightly different that required more courage because it was outside the box, that's where I really had to do the work and step into owning who I am, not caring about people. I know that that's a real big thing for for anybody who is spiritual and healers, you know, we're empathetic, we're kind, we're caring. We've often been carrying the wounds of the family or sometimes being the caretaker in the family and letting go of all of that energy so that we step into being authentic for ourselves, which means we're giving, right? We're giving back. We're allowing our brilliance to come out into the world. Yeah, it's a it's a great point, and it it also you know the, the conversation about um, being empathetic and loving and caring, which is such a common trait for women when they go into any kind mm-hmm. of service, whether it's being a coach or a healer or a nurse. Um, when we don't do the lower chakra work, and especially the work in the heart, we yeah. end up depleted. Right, we mm-hmm. end up depleted, and so it's like if you're listening right now, like check in. It's like you're probably a fantastic giver, and actually are planning to give more. But do you get depleted? Are you receiving enough to feed and enrich yourself um, in all forms? And that's what that's what we can really block right at our heart, right? And so this, which is so powerful, can actually be the block that says. Mm, I'm more comfortable giving, but I'm not sure I deserve letting in. So I'm not going to ask. I'm actually going to insist that I don't need sometimes. Can I get an amen to that? Like I'm going to spend a lot of time and energy trying to convince people that I don't need anything that I can just give. Um, But the heart energy is I deserve right now. I deserve to feel joy and love and loved, right? Mm -hmm. And ready and perfectly and perfect. I don't have to prove anything else. I don't have to achieve anything else. I deserve to let in love right now. And it's it's not based on a merit system. Like, well, I didn't do enough to relax on the couch, right? So we have an epidemic of women who are like, oh yeah, I relax, but the whole time I'm feeling guilty, right? And so that's not the hard energy. So I, I, you know, I invite people to really break their current thinking about someone being full of heart energy, who's giving and giving and giving, because you can absolutely give um, and have your heart be empty on the inside because you Mm -hmm. don't know how to let in. And that comes through the body, not the head. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I love the image and use it all the time of the infinity cycle or the circle, you know, the, the, the movement of it. And I always envision it going through my heart. 
and it helps me keep balance because balance is something that I have stepped into really owning and taking the power of it. You know, the divine feminine, the divine masculine, the, the intellect in the body and having it, but having it always filter through the heart. And so, you know, for the listeners out there, you know, take that in and, you know, where are you out of balance? Are, are you only giving? Then you're not feeding your heart. You're not feeding your own energy and that's out of balance. And it's not the way God, spirit, whatever your terminology is, it's not the way it's intended. We are supposed to give and receive and do that unconditionally. You know, one of the things that I wanted to chat about, Margaret, is, you know, the, the strings attached energy that, you know, is really important in healing those lower chakras and really stepping into having our hearts be so open. Because, you know, if there's, if you're giving, expecting something back, it's not really that open heart energy. Or if people are expecting things from you or even giving to you, that might be a reason that people aren't good at receiving is because every time somebody's given them something as a child or in a relationship, there's been a string attached to it. So there's a toxic energy around that. So what do you have to add to that? Yeah. And I, and so I love you talking about balance because balance is second chakra, right? It's balancing all of these energies, right? And, and if there's, and, and this is something that we will feel more into when we come out of our upper chakras, which are beautiful and amazing, and come down into our body and into our second chakra, which is when you're giving too much and you're not receiving enough, you should have a very special kind of feeling come up, which is called resentment. You, you should feel resentment. That's an Absolutely. emotional thing. You know, hey, after all I gave and I gave, this is how you treat, you know, this is what I get back, nothing. And resentment is a great, fantastic emotion. It's trying to give you information that something feels out of balance, right? Or anger, which means that this mm-hmm. doesn't feel fair to me. This feels out of balance. And so what keeps us stuck in that is, which should be this uprising, hey, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to self-efficate. Um, it's the downward pressure of you don't really deserve that right? It's the downward pressure of, um, well, if you take this, I am going to make you feel guilty about it later, right? Or make you, now now you owe me something. And so it's this downward pressure of our experiences and our beliefs that say, I'm not allowed, or I won't allow myself to be that vulnerable to Mm. some kind of a disappointment or pain when I say, actually, that doesn't feel fair to me. I would like it to be more in balance, right? And I mean, we women get paid less than men chronically. We work harder. We have to do 10 times as much to prove um, the where we are compared to men. And so we are really raised in this way around, I don't deserve it yet, right? I don't deserve it yet. And that closes mm-hmm. the heart. That says, I'm not going to feel, you know, and this is one of the reasons that I use tapping in all of my books and all of my programs, that emotional freedom technique, because it's the fastest way to break through, to have that sort of breakthrough, to take anger and resentment, which sound like terrible emotions, um, and move them up and out, right? Move them up and out so that we can move through them and say, okay, I'm actually 
doing something. I'm taking this action. Um, oh, great. I'm taking this action and then, and it's, and it's making a difference in my life, right? And I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. having this conversation of, Hey, this doesn't really feel fair to me. This is what I want more of. And then guess what? I got it. Right. Um, yeah. That's why I spend years and years and years and years trying to convince women. You know, it's it's us like over thirty five, right? I'm in my mid fifties. This is an epidemic in that age group of women. Is um, no, Margaret. No, 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 no. I can't be so vulnerable as to say I think I deserve more because the second I do, fear hits my system. Right? But yeah, there's. Yeah, it's fear and it's, 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 you know, nobody's going to love me because we don't, we aren't safe enough in our own energy and our own bodies to love ourselves as we are. So that's that external validation of I'm only lovable and loved if somebody else is mirroring it back to me. And, you know, there's this power in I'm lovable just as I am. I don't need that outside of me. So I, it's safe for me to set a boundary. You know, one of my favorite statements is no is a complete sentence. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, you know, it, yeah. it's, setting, it's setting that boundary of it's not right for me. And one of the things I learned along my, the way, and I always tell my coaching clients, is that when you say no to somebody, you are allowing them to step deeper into their own authentic self, into their own journey, into their own power, because you're not enabling them by doing something that's not right for you. Yeah. And I think it's so, it's so powerful. Like I love the one where we say my no to you is a yes to me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. Sounds like yeah. a no to you. And I trust that you will deal with that, but it's a yes to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right? And, I, and to me, like, this is the logical cascade that happens, right. Which is if, and this is what women have said to me hundreds of times over um, the, it's like a quick, my mind goes 100 miles an hour and imagines me saying no to set a boundary. And then I instantaneously feel guilty, feel wrong, feel, and I know they're going to manipulate me anyway, and they're going to argue me out of it. And so I don't even lean into that feeling. I stay up here and then I procrastinate and avoid doing that. And I don't have a good reason that I can explain to you. I'm just avoiding that. Because in order for me to take that action, I would have to go down and really explore why it makes me feel guilty, why I feel like I'm not good enough to set that boundary, to say no Mm -hmm. without feeling this cascade of fear and anxiety and retribution. It's so important to actually get into those messy spaces and excavate that work, right? And that's why, um, you know, the things that I do focus on the lower chakras, um, you know, and my sixth chakra is way too big. Like, this is a work in progress, right? Like, I've been at it 15 years, and I think way too much and have to use these exact techniques to come down, to come into my body. Um, and when I do, I'm always shockingly feeling way more than I thought I was. <laughs> um, that was keeping me in that sort of procrastination avoidance mode. Right. Yeah. There's always that energy around of, and, you know, I think it's kind of like our greatest fears, right? We can, you know, we're going to be taking a break in a, in a minute here and we can come back and talk more about that, but that, you know, blocks the energy, right? We get into this, 
analysis paralysis or this big story around what could happen or what situation. Yeah. Yeah. Or what did happen. And, you know, we're going to create it again. It's just, it can be a little crazy making and we're certainly not present and in our body when we're in that energy. So um, I invite everybody to hang on. We're going to go to a commercial break and I will be back shortly with Margaret Lynch Ranieri. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Sacred Haven Living. Want to find out more about Carolyn McGee and our program? Visit CarolynMcGee.com That's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-C-G-E-E.com Now, back to Sacred Haven Living. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sacred Haven Living. Um, We are here talking about our lower chakras in the Healing Through the Heart portal. Um, And I am here with Margaret Lynch Ranieri, uh, the author of Unblocked and Uh, She just wanted to read a quick passage from the book that fits right in with the conversation we were having prior to the break. Thanks, Carolyn. Yeah, there. I wrote the book with my husband, Dr. David Ranieri, and he's a clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst. So I'm actually reading something that he wrote in my in the book. Um, But it's really, uh, you know, we're talking about getting into the feelings. um, And in this part of the book, I'm really talking about first chakra. And and sometimes people say, you know, well, I don't even know what I'm feeling. um, Or I don't remember my childhood. I don't know what I might have a bad feeling about. Um, And he talks about the fact that feeling is a memory because you mentioned before this, sometimes we have this thing before we went to break where we're worried it's going to be like it was last time, right? Or I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm afraid like I tried this before and I had a bad reaction. 
Um, and so even when we, we don't, we, we remember something or we don't, that the feeling is a memory. It's a memory without words. And he said, a memory without words, a visual image, or the narrative structure of a remembered story. And so it's really the feeling that's so powerful. And feelings arise from the second chakra. He actually talks about um, like using the tapping. The idea is to reach back into the beyond and bring into the present that which is there, but not quite fully remembered. And he quotes um, a psychoanalyst, of course, David Bolas, who calls it the unthought known. And so down in your first chakra, like we're talking about how brilliant our minds are and how they can spin off forever. But down in your first chakra, there are things that are known. We, we, they're not thought, but they are the unthought known. And we access those things through feeling. And so much of the healing, like all healing is done through the heart, but we bring, it's like bring the heart, the loving, compassionate heart that you would bring to a friend or a child in your life, you know, that you'd be like, oh, honey, it's okay. You bring that loving energy to your first chakra. And you say, in essence, why am I so afraid? And instead of being mean to myself about that, because it's I'm procrastinating or whatever, why don't I just love the part of me and, and be kind and understanding or seek to be of why I have so many fears that hold me back? Why I'm afraid that people are going to attack me or or criticize me or reject me if I move into this next phase of basically empowerment, right? Um, And the same at the second chakra. It's like, when I get furious, a friend of mine says, when you get furious, it's time to get curious. Use my loving, understanding, wise heart chakra energy to look at my second chakra and where I honestly say, yeah, there is stuff that I actually do resent or that makes me really frustrated. And instead of saying that's wrong, that's bad, I shouldn't feel that I should be more giving. Why can't I bring my heart chakra energy down and say, you know, why am I feeling that way? And what healing work do I need to do to move that energy so I can move beyond it? Because it's, it's known in your body, right? It's known in your body, even when you're not sure what it all attaches to. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, who's driving the show? You know, is it that right? Or who's driving the bus? I mean, there's all kinds of ways of explaining it. And it's, it's what voice, it's what aspect of us is present. You know, is it that small, resentful child? Is it, you know, that fearful child? Is it that, uh, you know, voice of anger that's never had a chance to be expressed? You know, when I first met you, I couldn't, I couldn't, access my anger. I got sad. I went straight to sadness. And I realized very quickly that the sad energy was really anger that I had no way to express because it hadn't been safe to do that in the past. Mm -hmm. And it was literally making me sick, holding Mm -hmm. that energy in my body. So learning how to move through it and then being able to help others now as a coach to move that energy it's just so empowering and it's completely shifted the, my body and the way that I can interact with people. It's just, yeah, feeling that energy and letting it go is a gift. Well, and I think what, what it is too is that it's, it's counterintuitive. 
right? Yes. <laughs> you're, you're doing that as a coach. And it's like, you can see how liberating and empowering it is because the word empowering means I'm taking my power, right? And I'm bringing it in, inside of me. I'm letting it come up, but it's counterintuitive. Like I used to joke all the time that if people knew exactly what you were going to do with them as a coach, like I'm going to help you. <laughs> Find your angry places, for example, and move that anger, voice that anger. Instead of trying not to feel it all the time, they'd be like, no, thank you, Carolyn. But it's the the counterintuitive pathway to being a truly empowered woman or person, right? It's because it is our power. It's a piece of our power. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you, you know, so, you know, it might be interesting to talk about some of the reasons that we won't access our anger, because I think it's, I I think it might be good to hear, like, here's a bunch of checkboxes. This is, these are some of the most common reasons that my second chakra, because if we talk about anger, we're talking about your second chakra, right? um, Which is a piece of your power, right? It's that it's the fire hose of the power that's supposed to come up and feel the system. Why uh, my anger is stuck in a no-win situation down in my second chakra, right? Because we could we could go we could go through some of those checklists if you think that would be. Yeah, I think that would be great because you know a lot of people don't realize too the connection between that second chakra and holding the energy in or their anger in and their finances. So yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's go there. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So this is probably like a mini assessment, really, if you're listening um, and just see what boxes here that you check. Right. And so one of the first ones is if you had one or both parents that were outwardly expressed, especially unexpectedly or explosively angry, then that means you learn that anger is a terrifyingly dangerous feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that means you'll have like just a very unconscious, unthought often vow in your system that says, I am never going to be angry, right? And that means you're either never angry so that you can never really set a boundary. And it's really hard to stand up for yourself because that's what that turns into. Or you're trying not to be angry all the time and it's shooting out the side at people. So it it can be either way. Right. It can be like I blow up and then I feel terrible or like I'm just kind of a frozen person. Right. Um, The second one is if you had parents who were very controlled around their emotions. Right. And so if you had an outburst as a child, what you remember is getting a look right? A critical look or even completely ignored, right? Completely ignored. Then you will learn that like, no, like it's not okay in my family, like to have any kind Mm -hmm. of emotion, right? Um, So those are two big ones I find. The third one can be that um, if I, it sounds like this, if I were to feel what's down there to feel, it would overwhelm me and it would Mm -hmm. be way too painful. And one of the following would happen. (laughs) I would either just, you know, go to a really dark place and possibly never come out. Right. And so if that resonates for you, and sometimes all of these boxes can be checked in different ways, 
Um, you want to really have an aha moment about that, that for me to feel the feelings I have locked in me feels incredibly dangerous. And so that's why I stay up here, right? That's why I stay with modalities that keep me up here because it's really feels dangerous to feel those feelings. And again, this is why Carol and I both love the tapping technique because it, it can allow, and I talk about that a lot in the book, it can allow you to move these strong emotions in a way that's very safe, very containing, um, but you don't have to do it alone, right? Um, the second one is, if I were to feel all of that, um, I wouldn't be able to get anything done. I would be this sobbing, disastrous mess, and I'm not like that, right? I don't have time to be sobbing on the couch, right? And so it's like, the third one can be like, that's just not like who I am. Like I'm never vulnerable. That would make me feel vulnerable and out of control. And so not perfect. Like, yeah. Uh, and I yeah. would judge myself if I were to feel all of those feelings come up. So we get like the, the most highly successful oriented people are the most likely to say, why would I, what's the point of that? You know, why should I bother feeling those feelings? just, I'm just going to think positive. And that was me. You know, I was like, I'm just going to keep thinking positive. I loved the law of attraction era because I was like, I'm never angry. That suits me just fine. I don't have any bad feelings. I'm just going to be positive no matter how frustrated I am, right? No matter how enraged I am secretly, I'm just mm-hmm. positive. And, and that meant I was spinning and spinning and spinning and not doing anything for years. Right. It right. And it, it, in. Yeah. And don't you feel like that's a lot of the reason that the affirmations and the law of attraction doesn't work for people there because they're in their head with it, what their energy that they're thinking and the affirmations that they're putting out or writing don't balance or resonate or vibrate with the energy that they're feeling in their body. So, you know, they can't, match up there. We're always a little bit off in, in the way yeah. that we're engaging with things. Yeah. And, and it's like affirmations and law of attraction. It's so super powerful, right? And so you're missing mm-hmm. out on the powerfulness of positive visualizations and affirmations. If you're trying to put like frosting on a moldy mushroom, right? I mean, on a, a moldy cupcake, it's like, um, you can't put it on top of all of this. I don't want to feel all of this stuff. And that used to get me so irritated at law of attraction type teachers who would just say, well, you're thinking the wrong thought. And I'm like, you know, we're not robots. Like you have a nervous system and it remembers. It's not just about thinking the wrong thought, but I think the upside is that when you can take the courage, right. And, and have an approach and, and, and work with someone if you need to, someone like a Carolyn that's really experienced doing this um, and can really move some of that stuff. Man, those affirmations, 10 times supercharged because mm-hmm. your whole body is now vibrating with it, right? It's like the affirmation doesn't just like, oh, that sounds really good. It's like your body is like, I'm leaping off my chair, right? Too, because the affirmation is just adding to my feeling of empowerment, right? And and again, I come back to that word, right? It's like, what is my full body feeling of empowerment? And how many minutes a day do I spend in that? How many minutes a day? And if it's 
Two, how do I expand that to three, right? How do I expand that to four minutes a day? Imagine even 10 minutes a day of feeling like, wow, I really feel like I'm creating my life (laughs) and anything is possible. Like that's some amazing stuff, not just thinking it, but feeling full body. Like, yes, I am happening, right? Like this is happening. And that's what we mean by this full body experience of, um, of the positivity, right? And so yeah. it, but it starts with, you know, the sacred space, you know, it, it's like, it starts with the reflecting pool. And I, I love that whole image because the heart is the reflecting pool. Right, it is. It's- is where we behold ourselves, and are we kind and loving, and say, "God, I'm beautiful and awesome, and I'm doing my best, and I, I need some freaking hugs." Like there's stuff that I'm in pain about, um, but that reflecting pool is where we have to start. It's like, where and how do I really feel about me? How do I mm-hmm. really feel about me? And what little bits of like, where do I need to do a little cleanup there? So that yeah, we- yeah, the, it's so powerful, and I, I love that vision of the reflecting pool, and that's one of the reasons that I picked it for the opening, or I was guided to pick it for the opening. And uh, you know, I also invite people to think about other people around you as a mirror. You know, not only is there a reflecting pool, you can look in there and see yourself. Um, in a different way. But also, if there's somebody who you're judging, then, you know, maybe you've got a little judgment hiding around in your body that you want to work on and allow it to be released. Or who who do you have, you know, a, a negative a negative <laughs> opinion about that, you know, some, you're, you're saying something critical, you know, where are you critical about yourself? Where are you not honoring yourself? Where are you not really embracing your own beauty and your own joy? And, you know, just kind of Look in your body and see how you can release that. And yeah, tapping is is an amazing tool to do that. And there's a lot of other fun things or clearing things that you can do to just stop that energy. Even if it's something as simple as, you know, what we talked about in the beginning is walking barefoot and getting yourself back into your body so you can feel it. You know, that energy flow is so powerful and really, really important. I love that. I love that. It's it's a great, you know, like take off your shoes, get outside if you can, if before it gets too cold, wherever you are, feel the pebbles and or the grass under your feet. And I love what you said, Carolyn. It's like bring to mind something that you really criticize or judge someone else for mm-hmm. and say to yourself out loud, the truth is I'm kind of pissed off about this. It irritates me. And that's a more honest because because sometimes we sanitize it in our head. Well, I'm just thinking this because I'm right and they shouldn't have done that because it's wrong. And that's great. It's true, yeah. right? But go down in your body and say, I'm actually irritated. And really, and, and feel your feet and move your body. You know, like she said, tapping is one way, but bioenergetically move around, right? It's like, I have anger and irritation in my body and I want to honor it and hear from it and move it. Like what am what about that really bothers me? And let yourself have a little alone time rant because you're connecting more deeply with what's known in your body that you're not letting yourself think about. Um, I often say like complain. I, I like to 
to tell people to tap and rant, even if they just use one EFT tapping point, um, complain your way to a breakthrough. Like yeah. let yourself rant and complain. Um, and it's it's just an honest thing to do. And it allows ourselves, like it allows that to be to be moved in a way that no one no one's hearing you. So there's right. no judgment. You might judge it a little bit, but just let it be heard so it can be voiced and honored and released. And it will always bring you to some kind of an aha moment or a breakthrough. You know, I know for me, it was, um, I was getting so angry at results that I wasn't getting. And I just kept trying to be positive and positive and positive and positive. Uh, and this was when I was, try- I was trying to be, go from a coach working with tons and tons of people to, to stepping up bigger, right? To being online, to doing bigger events and being on stage. Um, and I just finally, because I was like, I'm always positive. I finally let myself voice some of that frustration. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, what is coming out of me? I'm not this person. But I heard because I let my voice speak it, how irritated I was, how frustrated I was. And what it brought me to was I'm letting fear hold me back. Mm-hmm. I'm holding myself back with fear and I can't do that anymore. And that was worth, that was like a million dollar breakthrough for me. Right. And I, I used tapping, but I used it in a way that I had never used it. Cause I would have said, even though I'm a little bit irritated, I'm going to be positive. <laughs> That's what I learned. And instead I just walked through my house ranting and the end of it was, wow wow, I really do want this and I'm holding myself back Mm -hmm. and I've got to move through that, dang it. And you hear like that kind of a charge is what Mm -hmm. gets you into action. Yeah, and I find that that's one of the most powerful ways for me to tap. I have a really hard time with a setup phrase. Actually, Mm -hmm. one of my collaboration books, I wrote a whole chapter about tapping and ranting. And, you know, in the beginning when I started doing it, my animals were freaking out because it's like this calm leader of the household is all of a sudden angry and moving around uh, because I would pace. So for me, it was the motion, the tapping and uh, the free form thought and um, everything shifted. And it got to the point where, because I have two cats and a dog that they'd see me start and they just all go to sleep knowing that, like, you know, there's a there's a process. We're going to have, a, you know, an energetic peak here. And she's actually going to be healthier at the end of this thing. So they're all like, oh, she's at it again. <laughs> Nothing bad's really going to happen. Nothing bad's really going to happen. Doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. No, it, it actually, every time I did it, like you mentioned, it, every time I did it, I became stronger. I became healthier. And I became more aware of those deep feelings that were stuck inside of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the reason I put out Unblocked is because mm-hmm. um, too many people have experienced tapping or got confused. And the way that I use it, um, it is really laser focused on moving our energy up through our chakras to move toward our goal, which is empowerment. Yeah. Right, which is empowerment in action, not just, um, you know, second chakra is the color orange, right? It's actually going into what opens the second chakra, third chakra, fourth chakra, so that we move into empowerment because it's like there's so much good work we can do in there. 
Yeah, there is. So, Margaret, thank you so much for joining me. I just want to read everybody um, a little bit more about you and uh, let them know a way that they can get your powerful book. So, Margaret M. Lynch Ranieri is the CEO of her own company, MargaretLynchRanieri.com, that trains and certifies thousands of coaches, therapists, and everyday people in highly effective transport informational coaching approaches. She's a speaker, event presenter, and best-selling author of Tapping Into Wealth and Unblocked. Um, you can get Unblocked at unblockedbook.com. And there's a lot of bonuses there if you go to that website. The Wall Street Journal calls Margaret the Wealth Manifestation Authority due to her focus on unblocking the self-doubt inaction and family rules that sabotage money and confidence. Her empowered, focused approach promises dramatic results in the way that people speak, act, and show up for more confidence, courage, enthusiasm, and joy. So thank you so much, Margaret. Unfortunately, it is time for us to start heading back towards the reflection pool and uh, closing out our circle for right now. So we're just going to step outside of the uh, Healing Through the Heart portal. And uh, I am going to move back that beautiful rose quartz stone so that it's anchoring the energy and also magnifying this heart work that we have done here with everyone. And we're just going to walk along down the path. And I notice off to the side that there is the nature and spiritual support portal. And we are going to be going there next week with Jen Pisano, who is a um, shaman and priestess. So tune in next week for that powerful and amazing show. So everyone, let's just take a moment to close the energy because you know, as we open our hearts here as spiritual people, we also want to close down our energy, not close our hearts, but we want to keep what's ours and let go of what's not ours. So let's just stand around um, our reflection pool. And if you're, again, if you're comfortable, put your hands out and kind of feel the energy of the people that we've been on this journey with. And can you sense maybe a different vibration with working with these people? or going on this sacred journey with them? Can you feel your heart open a little bit more to possibilities? Maybe going on a journey to really understand your body and how it um, interacts with all of these energies around you. Feeling a little bit safer to journey within your own body and your energy and feel more confident and more comfortable and more connected. So just sense that in your body and take a deep breath and exhale deep. Yeah, beautiful. Put your hands on your heart and just feel grateful for the connections, for grateful for the journey. Thank you, Margaret, for for joining us along the way here. Thank you for having me. Been a pleasure. Wonderful. So, everyone, I invite you to connect with Margaret. And if you want to connect with me, it's carolynmcgee.com. I'm happy to have a conversation to see how I can support you um, in your healing journey. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Bye-bye for now. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Sacred Haven Living. Please join Carolyn McGee again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Next week, more on creating your better life. Thank you.